Good morning and welcome to the Automation Morning Show for Monday, October 2nd, 2023. My name is Sean Tierney from the Automation Blog in School, and this is the show in which I talk about what's new and happening in industrial automation. I hope you are having all having a great Monday. I'm just looking over here to make sure everything seems to be working. It does, so hopefully you can hear me. And uh, I want to wish you not only a happy Monday, but a happy October. It's finally here. And uh, with that, this is our first episode of October. And uh, we're going to jump right into it here. And I want to stop by uh, just uh, passing out a reminder that um, if you do enjoy the show, please consider uh, liking, following, subscribing, and sharing because it really helps us grow the audience and find new vendors to come on our shows and new vendors to cover as well. And with that, I do want to uh, thank today's sponsor, theautomationschool.com. If you know anybody who needs PLC, HMI, or SCADA training, please mention theautomationschool.com to them. And with that, we get into our first article here. And this is um, from PLC Next Technology. And uh, it is Cybersecurity Month. And um, they're talking about NIS2. Now, if you haven't heard of this, this is a... Uh, a uh, becoming law in the EU on October 18th, 2024. And it's basically a cybersecurity directive. And I really thought the folks over at PLC Next did a great job of going through this and explaining exactly what it is, right? So uh, in this article, they talk about the legal mandate. They talk about uh, EU member state obligations. They go through uh, risk management measurements and reporting requirements. And they have this great picture here too that kind of goes through and talks about, let me see if I can make that bigger, kind of goes through and talks about like for large businesses or critical enterprises, what their responsibilities are, and then intermediate people, and then of course micro and small businesses and how they may be exempt from it. But in any case, it was very interesting. And then towards the end of this article, they start talking about 62443. And we actually had a recorded session with ISA last week about ISA Secure, which talks about 62443 quite a bit. We also had ISA on last year to talk about 62443. So um, I did not link to that here today, but um, if you're interested in that, uh, the existing uh, podcast we've talked about many times that you'll find it at automate.news and the new one will probably not make it out for uh, cybersecurity month, but it'll probably be in uh, probably in November when it'll make it out. Um, we did recently record a great new uh, uh, podcast with the PLC Next folks uh, from Phoenix Contact and even got a demo on how to program it, which I thought was awesome um, because, uh, you know, it it's, can be very helpful to see somebody do it for the first time, right? So in any case, I learned a lot from it. So I'm looking forward to releasing that in the coming weeks. We also have, if you want to learn more about PLC Next now, back all the way back in podcast 68, we had uh, Phoenix Contact on to talk about uh, PLC Next. And so that's podcast 68. And then back in episode 11 of the Automation Minute season five, I did an unboxing of their starter kit. So uh, you can check those out if you're interested. From there, we go to a press release from Rockwell and they're talking about a brand new uh, Edge, Embedded Edge Compute Module, Embedded Edge Compute Module or Embedded Edge Computer. Uh, EEC, okay? And so this press release kind of talks, hey, it's high performing, it's compact form factor, factor it's scalable, and uh, et cetera. And so what I did is I like pictures. So I went over to the product page for it, and you can see what it looks like. kind of looks like an L8. 
uh, I'm still trying to get my hands on an LA. I keep, every time I go after one, it, I, I'm losing out. So they're just so expensive. But in any case, we want to pick one up for the school somehow, some way. Um, but in any case, uh, you can see here that it's a, an embedded computer that sits in a 1756 slot. And, um, you know, you can see from the front of it, it looks like it has a couple of Ethernet ports, has a USB 3.0 port on it, has a display, looks a lot like an L8 uh, in many ways. And um, they say here that it can run uh, Factory Talk Optics. Love to get them on the show too. I got to follow up with them. It's been a while. And um, also can run, you know, has a REST API and it can also support you, uh, bleh, OPC UA, OPC UA and MQTT. See, this is live TV, so I can't edit that out, right? We'll just keep on going. But in any case, um, yeah, very interesting stuff here. Um, going all the way back to the 1771 DSX2 and 4, Rockwell has, um, at least in my experience, back to 1990, Rockwell has always had these in-chassis computers. I've just never found an opportunity uh, to deploy one with a customer. So if you're deploying these, I'd love to hear from you because I, what are you guys using it for? I'm very interested. I always thought having a computer in the chassis would be pretty cool, but the expense of it, unless you need high-speed access to the data, data table, like higher speed than like a gigabit Ethernet's going to give you, why pay the extra expense to have it in when you can just mount it on the right next to the PLC? I don't know. Love to hear your thoughts on this. Um, from there, we go over to Phoenix Contact, and they're uh, promoting their new award-winning miniature Analog Pro X signal conditioners. Look at these guys. Look how thin they are. Very interesting line of products. You can see they have these both uh, sill rated and, or, or uh, you know, uh, has this location rated and uh, standard. And they also have the thicker ones too, the bigger ones. If you don't, if you're not worried about space saving, but very interesting product line and uh, they're featuring it. They just won another award for it. So in any case, um, very interesting product line that they were promoting this morning. There's another product that they're promoting this morning too, and this is the surge protection for signal interfaces. So we know the signal conditioners are not usually inexpensive. And um, so you want to protect them because you don't want to surge just to destroy it and for it to stop working. So in any case, I thought that was a very interesting product as well. From there, we go over to the ISA's website, automation.com. And here they have a story about pills offering radar sensors for safe uh, protection zone monitoring. Now, I did not see this announcement over at Pills, so there's a chance this is not new. This may be a paid placement. But in any case, it looked like a very interesting product. So uh, some of the details here can be used up to CAT3 PLD, right? And uh, some of the specs are, has an operating range of up to five meters. So it's saying this could also be used in robotic cells. Um, as well as a narrow opening angle of 20 degrees vertical or 20 to 100 degrees horizontal. So in any case, uh, if you're looking for a uh, safety radar sensor, um, you may want to check this guy out. From there, we go over to A3, and they had an article about Galil achieving the prestigious ULCSA certification for its motion controls, controller series. Excuse me. <coughs> um, I did not see this announcement on Galil's website, so this may not be uh, new, or Galil, however you want to pronounce it, but uh, I thought it was interesting, so I did want to share it with you. I know they got a new sales manager, so I, I want to reach out to him and uh, see about getting him on the show to tell us about their product line. Uh, from there, we go over to our uh, featured product of today, and that is uh, my, S7, it's, <laughs> my S7 
1200 and 1500 online costs. Somebody is a little sleep deprived here. Um, in any case, uh, we just over the weekend, I just put together our new conveyor, which I'll be integrating into this course and all of the new ultimate courses. And um, we're also uh, hiring a developer to create a app, a, a generic PLC simulator app for those people who, uh, you know, they're maybe they're learning on their laptop and they don't have access to a PLC. So we get that coming as well. And um, uh, I also have new uh, uh, demo videos coming. So we just got in a bunch of uh, extruded aluminum. So I'll be filming some videos on how to, you know, best way to order that, who to order it from, what your options are and how to assemble it. And I'm excited about filming that. It's been in a box over there for a week. So actually a couple of weeks. So I can't wait to film that. But uh, in any case, we're still kind of reorganizing stuff here. So we get the bookcases out, we get the conveyor in. So that's, that's, uh, that's, um, a big step forward, but uh, in any case, lots going on. A lot of meetings this week. We recorded a lot of episodes of the podcast last week, but in any case, I did want to let you know that um, this is currently on sale, 25% off. I know I have a voicemail in from one of our customers who wants to pick this up. We do do returning student discounts. So if you have bought one of my courses and then you want another one, you can just contact me. You can leave a voicemail. Sometimes it can take me a, a working day to get back to you on the voicemail. Or you can use the, um, there's a contact links here where it's, there's a form for pre-sales. And uh, we'll send you over that, uh, that returning student discount. So from there, we go over to an article from OnLogix. And I really enjoyed this one. It's about kind of about the history of wireless technology. And it doesn't cover everything, but it does cover some of the very early days, including Morse code, including the Titanic. And I just thought it was very interesting. So if you're looking for something to read, and you're interested in wireless technology, I definitely recommend this OnLogic blog. Uh, from there, we go over to Global American, and they had a new blog out about PCIe 6.0. Now, I hadn't been keeping up on PCIe. I haven't been using a lot of it lately. Uh, we do have some PCIe uh, serial ports in, our, in the desktop here that um, I did videos on how to you know, add a physical serial port to your computer. I think I got three or four in there now, but in any case, um, we have a lot of legacy stuff here that we cover. So uh, in our courses too, we even in our control logics course, we cover how to connect to that very first L1 controller via serial, not only serial converters, I actually just bought another serial converter uh, to kind of update and, and you know give some new options to uh, students on how to connect uh, serially via USB. But in any case, um, if you're interested in PCIe, I thought um, Global American did a great job on this article. I enjoyed it, and I learned a lot, too, about the differences between 5.0 and 6.0. From there, we go to SME. Now, they had a new article about AI-based solutions for maximizing throughput. And this article, if I could summarize it, would be, you know, you, ha you, you have a lot of IIoT devices. Why not use that data and connect it to an AI-based solution to maximize your throughput, to analyze your production and maximize throughput. It was kind of a generic article, but uh, for those of you following AI and, and trying to promote machine learning or machine learning products in your, uh, in your facilities, I thought this would be uh, helpful to you. From there we go over it. Now this, I know, this article really is kind of outside of the industrial automation realm, but I still thought it was very valuable. It's from Parker and it's the six considerations when selecting a ball valve. So I know most of you will not have to do this, but I just thought it was interesting, so I wanted to share it with you. And from there, we go over to events, and uh, Unitronics has a new event on UniCloud and KPI management. Uh, this is scheduled for October 18th at uh, 10 a.m. Eastern. 
There was another one from Universal Robotics, but it was in the middle of the night, so I don't share the ones that are not for our audience here in, uh, in, in our time zones. Um, from there, we go over to uh, Downloads and Patches, and there is a uh, security patch management for Siemens products, the SciProtect and SciCam products. I'm not going to list them all, but there's a bunch up there. There were also a lot of new manuals on their Comos. I want to say Cosmos, but C-O-M-O-S platform. There was a ton of new manuals on this. So if you're using that from Siemens, be aware there's, I don't know, 10 new manuals or something like that up on their uh, manual site. And from there, we go to our other science and technology uh, section, and there's a new article on IEEE Spectrum about ChatGPT's new upgrade teases AI's multimodal future. So what does this mean? So uh, I've never used ChatGPT, but apparently in the past you could only query it with text. Now you'll be able to query it with audio or video or images. And um, it also has now five voices it can talk to you in. So I thought this was interesting and I wanted to share it with you all. And um, in any case, uh, you know, it can all be yours for $20 a month. So um, I'd love to hear, I know some of you are out there, are using ChatGPT. I'd love to hear your stories about why you use it and uh, what you're using it for. Um, we're, we're focused here on uh, the training and on the news and on the blog. So haven't really gotten out, out much to check out uh, ChatGPT. But in any case, I'd love to hear from anybody out there who's using it. And with that, just a reminder, if you think I missed any news, please use the submit news link to send it in. And if you want to send in any feedback, like if you're using ChatGPT or if you're using uh, Galil or if anything I talked about today, PLC Next, uh, Cybersecurity, you can use the automationblog.com forward slash talkback to send in your feedback. I also want to thank our sponsor today, theautomationschool.com. Also want to uh, thank everybody who signed up. We're up to 1247 now. Followers up there at automation.locals.com. And I uh, want to thank everybody who becomes a member and does some Q&A. I think I have one message open from over the weekend that I got to get back to. Um, as far as that, I also want to thank everybody who picked up a copy of my eBooks um, or a copy of my video collections. I saw a, a, a few uh, orders go through last week. Thank you. Every penny goes right back into what we do here at Insights and Automation. And that includes our coffee cups and T-shirts. And with that, just a reminder that this afternoon, sometime later today, every single link I covered today will be up at automate.news. No www.no.com. It's just automate.news. And uh, you can see all the links here. We've, we've talked about previously how you can now sort by vendors and sort by content type. Again, I, I have not got any more work done on the old stuff. That's just one page of links. But hopefully over time, we'll stop bringing most of that over. I think I did December 1st through the 12th. So, and we're trying to add tags to everything. So if you search on AI, you'll see AI stuff and so on. So that's what we're up to there. And with that, I just want to thank you for watching this morning. I hope you have an awesome Monday. I've had a little struggle this morning get just, um, just uh, getting everything going. But we're going to keep on plowing ahead. We're going to have a successful day. And I hope you have a successful day too. So I want to wish you all a very courageous, fearless, and awesome day. And until next time, my friends, peace.